Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is this is the much hyped episode ninety eight of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Will Osprey. Hugely excited about this one, and it turned out to be an amazing talk. So I'm very excited for you all to listen to it. Um, in brief, as I mentioned in previous podcasts. In fact, before I get to that, SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com. Come and check us out. Um, support the podcast by going there. You know, we give you these free podcasts every week. Um, obviously, we have sponsors signed and guilt in you but you can buy podcast merch there um and support people often ask me how best to support the podcast is there a donation page no i don't I, I like that whole donation thing i'd rather um if you like the podcast you buy something and you know we can sh- share in the goodness you you get something i get something it's all good we also are very pleased to announce and apologies for the huge delay but the king blues off with their heads blood red vinyl is now finally in stock at the web store it's going to be shipping asap thank you for all the weights we had to just hold off as long as we could to make sure the quality was up to standard basically so that's all that was but thank you all for waiting but on with the podcast we've got a will osprey who's i mean it all comes out in this discussion but he's a wrestler and i don't have tons of of wrestlers on the pre the only wrestler i've had previously is chris jericho is one of the best of all time one of the most celebrated of all time i should mention now that we have a wrestling podcast as well called tuesday night jaw it's on the distraction pieces network if you're a wrestling fan i recommend you check it out the tuesday after every wwe pay-per-view we do a round table with four people and we discuss the pay-per-view and the Monday Night Raw after the pay-per-view. Because that's what annoys me on a lot of the wrestling podcasts is they record their podcast before the Monday Night Raw and then it comes out after the Monday Night Raw and a lot of their discussion and pontification has been wiped out by what actually happened. So we do that on the Tuesday after every pay-per-view but also in the weeks in between, Jim Smallman, the host, sorry I'm a bit sniffly, hay fever and a, and a cold. Jim Smallman, the host... um, he does a few, a few little extra ones, a few little extra ones in there, just to, just to tickle your fancy. He'll he'll interview people. He'll answer your questions. If you ask questions using the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw, he'll answer questions and discuss wrestling in general. So check Tuesday Night Jaw out. Subscribe. It's on iTunes, Acast, everywhere. That's good. But yeah, Jim also happens to run Progress Wrestling which is where I first saw Will Ospreay. And I was blown away by his in-ring ability. He's so hyped. He's out in Japan. He's been assigned by a new Japan, which is the biggest thing that can happen. He's going to be huge. He's a young kid. He's 24, I think, now. And he's a young kid, and he's going to be huge. But I hadn't particularly thought of having him on the podcast, because great, he's he's a great wrestler. But the point of these podcasts is that they're accessible to everyone. You know, it's not just specific to to the guest anyone can enjoy any episode but then what excited me was i speaking to to will um at a progress show he wasn't actually wrestling on and he mentioned he had work in the morning and i was like like what do you mean and he and and as you'll find out he's 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 wrestling in front of tens of thousands in japan and wrestling all over the world having huge success and huge hype a huge internet following Yet he's still holding down a day job. He still he still lives in in Rainham, Essex, and he's grafting. And he was he 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 said to me it's important for him to keep grounded and have a trade and not just be, you know, a wrestling's 
something that relies on your on your physical health and the fact is that that isn't guaranteed so yeah it's a fascinating chat and he was a great guy to talk to it gets emotional as well which it was beautiful um yeah um i'm not going to say any more i'm just going to get on with it and then i'll be back afterwards to tell you about next week podcast where i've got two people on double guests how exciting Oh, another thing I need to mention this week. Oh, this is hugely exciting. You're aware of the Distraction Pieces Network. A lot of you listen to Tuesday Night Jaw, as mentioned. We've got a new podcast that launches on the network tomorrow. Um, There's a preview of it up now, a little uh, teaser intro episode. But tomorrow we launch Say Why to Drugs with Dr. Susie Gage, which... I don't think it's possible for me to be more excited about. Um, it's it's going to be amazing. Dr. Susie Gage is a wonderful doctor. She's a writer for The Guardian and numerous other things. And I had her on the podcast and we discussed dr- drugs. And I talked her into doing a podcast where in each episode she picks a different recreational drug and just breaks down the facts about it, basically. The facts and the myths. It's not pro-drugs. It's not anti-drugs. It's pro facts and anti-myths um and that's available from tomorrow like episode one goes up tomorrow on thursday um so check that out this is episode 98 we're getting close to 100 aren't we this is episode 98 with will osprey Perfect. I've started. Um, I'm joined by Will Osprey. How you doing, man? Oh man, uh, really, really tired today, but I'm feeling brilliant now. To be honest, I've had me a little cat nap as soon as I got in from work. Perfect. And then, uh, That's yeah, absolutely ideal. Feeling alive and well, man. That's good. That's good. I mean, you've done yeah a full day's work already, and um, and now you're you've you've kindly welcomed me into your home to have a little ch- a, ch- a chat. So cheers for that. But yeah, thank you. I mean, let's discuss that a little bit because uh, when I saw you at the weekend, it's one of the things that made me instantly go. We need to sit down for a podcast because at this moment, you've just got back from work. You've been working on site, on yeah, a building yeah. site. But equally, a week or so ago, you just got back from wrestling in Japan in front of 11,000 people. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Japan. I set off for Japan this Friday. How's that balance? And what, or first of all, Oh, what is your day job essentially? I, I literally, uh, I'm I'm kind of like a handyman, but like uh, my specialist is I uh, I do masticking, yeah. which is like the white seals around your bathroom and windows and stuff yeah. like that. So it's the easiest job in the world. You just go there, like seal around the windows on sites and etc. Uh, etc. Et it just does anything. It just tidies up the job, doesn't it? It's, uh, I masticked my like when I moved into my new house earlier this year. I masticked the 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 bottom of the sh- the, the shower. shower. I replaced it, but I bought the stuff, but didn't know you needed one the, of them the guns, the guns. <laughs> so i'm literally almost died i was using the end of a screwdriver to try and push out and by the end i've never felt like it's the best workout i've ever had my arms were shaking because i've just only a tiny amount but i was like i've started it now yeah, that's, the, that's it. a compliment i get all the time they go oh, and your forearms big and i'm just like there's nothing it's nothing i'm just you know pumping away on the gun they're like oh sure, sure <laughs> exactly. you are mate was the right one bigger than the left it's just like oh, 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 oh there we go like yeah but uh, what do you do when you do the message you use like your finger or, like, i use my finger yeah because yeah, we're taught when i had some i had some gloves on and just yeah yeah we're taught when we do it is like uh we get like a stick like a smooth 
stick and we carve it with a sharp Stanley knife and oh, then, wow. like go around it so it's like a straight edge. Yeah. So I'll have to come around and do your masking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time I know who to call rather than there's running them things it was the first time I'm in my own place and I'm not particularly handy man, but I'm a fucking grown up now, so I was like I need I can't just call someone out, I you can't want... call my dad or whatever for everything. So I was like this looks like an easy job, and yeah, I didn't buy one of them things. It's a, it a bit ridiculous, but I mean, it's amazing to hear, considering where you are in the wrestling world at the moment and the hype around you and the, the things that you're doing, that you're maintaining a, 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 a day job. Yeah, yeah. nine to five. Is, is there is there is the reason for that a, a financial or mental or having a trade or having options? Uh, no, the... no, it's never been like. I mean, I'm fairly confident with my wrestling that one day that I hopefully will make it. Like fingers crossed. That I've I'm going all out for it but yeah. um, one of the things I've always been taught is to stay humble to your roots and stay mm-hmm. grounded and uh, it's just one of those things in England where like if I did like make I did I've already done it I've, I've signed a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. uh, and I'm making enough money that I generally don't have to do this however I, I don't like the idea of just sitting on my ass doing nothing yeah. I like to go out and do stuff I like to keep myself busy whether it's like going to the gym trying out new uh, gym routines now and uh, now I'm just uh, going out to building sites. I work for my uncle as well, so he gives yeah. me all the days off that I need. Uh, but ideal, I just, right? I just like to go out there. And yeah, you have to deal with some idiots all the time. But like, yeah. I always like the idea of just saying to myself, "Well, at least I've got this to either a fall back on or b I'm just keeping myself grounded." You yeah. know, like, I don't like the hype to get to my head because. Like it, it can change people, like yeah, the, the fame completely. and stuff like that. So I like to say, well, you know what? I, at least I did this. Like, I'm, I mean, the last a wrestler we had on was Chris Jericho, and I've also had, had Wes Borland on from Limp Biscuit, and both of them talked wow. about how there were points where they became dicks. You know, yeah. it did. It went to their head. They got very famous and successful at quite a, a young age, and now they can look back and go, "Yeah, man, I was kind of out of control and kind of a dick." So I think. Things like that are a great way to keep grounded, and Absolutely. as you said, to keep yourself busy and out of trouble as such. If, if, if yeah. you've got work to do, then then that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, what kind of? Um, I mean, I want to get on to on on to how you started out because at such a young age, you, you're as I said already signing with New Japan's a, a massive deal. But you mentioned keeping busy with new gym routines and things like that. Uh, what kind of? a fitness regime routine comes in to being a wrestler at the level you are and at the level you want to achieve well straight away you can tell by my uh, body physique that I don't work out like a power lifter or sure. anything I mean I do lift weights every now and again like I mean I don't keep myself in the best like shape ever but like m- more of my stuff is like cardio based and uh, yeah. I'm a free runner yeah. uh, I love parkour every now and again Amazing. I'll just go around and I'll just like uh, just run around the place yeah. so I like to jump off of buildings and yeah. like use a Every now and again, you'll see like uh, London will have like a little scaffolding along the pedestrian yeah. walk, and I'll just use them to just like grab, jump up, grab onto the bar, swing from one to the other, like a, like a UK Ninja Warrior course. Yeah. If, uh, I love if that, you will. and and that makes tons of sense because that translates really well in in into the wrestling world. I'd imagine as into well your as style that, of wrestling, as into the Assassin's Creed yep. style of the character that I do. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I use the parkour sense yeah. to, uh, that, well, that's where I actually got the idea from because uh, when I started, I did say like, uh, one person that said it, Greg, was, uh, you need, Greg Burridge yep. said, uh, find something that makes you stick out from everybody else. Yeah. And um, I, I said, oh, I can do cool flips. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. like, th- these days, like most people can do cool flips. I mean, maybe not to the caliber that I can do, but yeah. they still do stuff that's cool. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to come up with an idea and I said like, 
how cool would it be to like come out with the Assassin's Creed hood and like do the leap of faith into the ring and stuff yeah, like that, and yeah. like mimics like the video game in a way. So that's how I got the idea of when I first started out. Yeah, that's a wicked cr- a crossover. It's, it, it's interesting because I'm also, as well as being a wrestling fan, I'm into my MMA and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and there's a couple of brothers in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the moment um, who come from a breakdancing background and oh, everyone's wow. been amazed at how quickly they've climbed the ranks because it's such an adaptable thing because breakdancing is about that flexibility and that movement it translates to jiu-jitsu so the idea of, of free running it makes sense that that translates to your style of wrestling because it is it's using anything and everything around you any space using it yeah. functionally to get to get from A to B or to do achieve what you want to achieve so yeah that's that makes loads of sense so when you were growing up were you always a big wrestling fan oh yeah absolutely and who were you into and what were you watching as a like i've told this story so many times but where everyone would like watch like the rock and stone cold and like don't get me wrong that like they were my favorites like but i'd always fall in love with the light heavyweights and the wcw cruiserweights so like sa rios and x-pack and uh ray mysterio when sa rios and they were both just doing moonsaults redheaded like yeah. moonsault the match would be over and then Lee would do a moonsault I was like this is the best yeah, yeah. so like that's the idea that I, I just fell in love with that style but I never really like took it upon myself to maybe oh I'm going to try it out but uh, I broke my mum and dad's sofa like right. I've broke like so many sofas by doing like flips on it at like yeah. a young age uh, I don't know what age I was uh, maybe 11, 12, 13 or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I, I broke so many sofas that my mum was just like, we're getting, we're getting you a trampoline because yeah. we can't. And uh, I was doing some stuff on the trampoline and uh, I was out, like, uh, you just walk through my garden. Like, yeah. You can see there was like a swimming pool back there. Yeah. Well, the swimming pool's got like a ledge. So I, I butted the trampoline up to the swimming pool. Yeah. And I was doing shooting star presses off the swimming pool ledge onto the Amazing. trampoline. So yeah. that's, uh, my inspiration was from, the cruiserweights yeah i think that like that's the sole reason why i've uh kind of fallen in love with wrestling because it's just the imagination that uh transcends uh into the tv screens you know what yeah. i mean when i say that yeah yeah completely completely and it's the yeah it's 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 the because it's it, it's easy to look at a huge a, a huge guy what people refer to as the vince mcmahon type a big muscly dude and see and see that as unachievable essentially whereas you watch the cruiserweights and go right that feels like something I could learn and practice and, 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 and work hard at and, yeah, yeah. and become that person. It, you know I mean? it makes were, it more attainable. Loads of people always are like, oh, this is glorified gymnastics. I don't see it like that. I see it as like, it's a, it's a, a style that not many people can do. Yeah. And I think that's what makes us unique. I think that's what makes us uh, a different from the rest of the crop. Yeah. Because let's face it, like how many guys, like I don't see anyone in WWE like doing the stuff that I do these days. Yeah. So like, or either that or like what Ricochet does. And I think that's what separates us from yeah. the pack. And that's what's ex- exciting. Um, and again, we'll jump back and forth across your timeline here and just go where we want. But the, uh, one of the things that seems to get so much excitement and, and buzz about you is the fact that you seem to create so many moves and invent so many yeah. unusual things and be doing, I was, I was watching a, you uh, no, Oh no! I think it was on your Instagram, and I've never seen someone take a clothesline and land on their feet, <laughs> go all the way over, and and things like that. Kind of it, it really jumps out. So, what is what inspires the, the kind of of creativity in that way to go? Again, it's, I'm sure it, it would be easy and initial to watch the cruiserweights and go, I want to learn a shooting star press, I want to learn this, yeah, but yeah. then to go, 
I want to do something that I've not seen anyone do before, you know, yeah, uh, you know what's achievable. I don't know. Like uh, one of the things that I saw, like the idea from the clothesline shooting star press is like, I've, it was a, like complete accident once upon a time that uh, a guy hit me so hard. Yeah. And this was a, like, a legit thing. The guy hit me so hard that I backflipped over rotated, missed the floor with my feet. So like you can imagine I've backflipped yeah. all the way over my feet and my feet have gone out from underneath me again. So I've done like a, a one and a half backflip yeah, there, yeah, like yeah. And just landing on my back. I was like, Oh my God, if I can like control this, yeah. I could probably land on my feet from it. And, uh, I started doing it and, uh, just felt the moment. And he, he like, as he hit me, I went all the way around and I saw the floor and I was just like, plant, the stick landing, so it's stuff like that. And, uh, I see those videos on like Facebook all the time. Like the humans are amazing. Have you seen them? Yeah. And like all these people doing like ridiculous things, like they'll jump from a bike onto another bike yeah. and yeah, it'll be yeah, like, yeah. uh, and I saw this one video and it was a guy taking like a penalty kick in football. Yeah. And as he took the kick, he like red starred. So as he like kicked it, flipped all the way over and landed on his feet for like a cool pose. I was like, man, I want to do something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. No one does that in wrestling. Like, not as I'm aware of anyway. Yeah. Like, so. It's great. So, so were your family s- supportive then early on of, of you kind of, of, of being that into wrestling and maybe wanting to, to become a wrestler? Cause what you were saying there about a flip and then a cool pose, it's, it's become the kind of, it's, so it's that, it's, it's that traditional superhero type pose. I, yeah, I yeah, it, so, yeah. and every kid, from when I was growing up, I either wanted to be a superhero or a wrestler, but not many parents took that seriously and went, well, you can't be a superhero, but maybe, maybe this, <laughs> no, this wrestling uh, thing I always wanted to be the Power Ranger. If anyone, yeah. the Green Power Ranger, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah, badass, yeah. man. But uh, yeah. my mum and dad have been like extremely supportive. Of yeah. Like uh, like what we are in right now, we're in uh, my mum's uh, drama studio where like yeah. there's costumes all over the place. It's like a bomb's gone off in here right now. It's amazing now. though. This must have been a lot of fun t- to graph in, in itself because yeah, well, there's costumes constantly around you. Well, right? that's what I've grown up in. I've grown yeah. up in like a theatre background. I'm um, traditionally I'm a dancer. Yeah, I am a. I've trained in ballroom, yeah. uh, salsa, uh, the waltz, uh, I, uh, contemporary. I've, I've done like all my stuff is dancing, and uh, I've just done wrestling as this thing on the side. Like I mean, we grew up with a wrestling ring. My mum and dad bought me a wrestling ring in my back garden because uh, it kept it kept me off the streets. Because at the young age of fourteen, like especially when I was fourteen, you had kids who had nothing to do rather than sit around the park and intimidate people. And so I was turning into yeah, one completely. of those kids. And, and, and growing up in Essex, again, I'm an Essex lad rough. as well. And there's a lot of, a there can be area. some rough, there can be Dagnum, not a lot to do. Cherry tree. Yeah. Like, it's a proper rough area. And like, the fact is we're stone throw away. And like, um, I'll always remember like the, uh, story where it was, um, I was a uh, 14, yeah, I was coming up to 14 mm. and, um, uh, I had a friend with me and we got it like, there's a big ruck. Like yeah. we, I was there and I pulled him away and someone pulled a knife out yeah. and like I, I got hit. Like, so I mean, I got hit right across the chest. Oh wow! And, uh, so from there I was just like, uh, I just, my mum still doesn't know about this. Like, yeah. This is the one thing I've always kept from my mum, but I'm, I'm sure she's going to find out one day yeah. or another, but I, I always knew she was trying to keep me off the streets. So one day we was out, um, uh, with my mate and he was strangely like a bit acting really funny. He was like trying to make sure that I, didn't go home. It was just, oh, I want to go. Oh no, 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 we'll get back from mine. I was like, why are you doing this? And it was like two days before my birthday. I came back and my mum and dad had a wrestling ring in my back garden. I was like, oh, oh wow. wow, how long is this here for? And she went forever. I was like, oh my God. That's amazing. So like, I brought all my friends around and that's how I got into like the backyard wrestling. And yeah. my mum and dad always supported it because 
A, my mum always lived out her dream of like uh, directing her own yeah. drama show. She sells at the Queen's Theatre every year, Amazing. like doing these like panos and stuff. And I get involved in panos. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I do love a pantomime, and I think that's where like loads of character work for yeah. me comes from. But um, that's great. I, I mean, all of these. The- these things are so great to hear because they're so alien for what you'd typically think of an Essex upbringing. Just Especially surrounded as well, though. In, in theatre <laughs> and, and dance and, and then, yeah, and then into wrestling and all this. It's kind of, it's, it's a real positive thing and it's great to say to your parents straight away, we're like, right, we, are we, we need to nurture and embrace what he's passionate about. Yeah, rather well, than say here's what you can't do say yeah. here's what you can do instead you know yeah well my mum was like extremely passionate about her drama so she saw the passion that was behind me and she thought it was going to be like a phase that I grew out of yeah. and like I remember at one time I was like 16 years old and I left school my mum actually went I said what are you actually going to do with your life she went I'm going to be a wrestler I'm going to be a wrestler yeah. and she she tells this story to me all the time <laughs> and she go, she went upstairs and she cried yeah. and she literally thought like she failed her son yeah. and she's told me that so many times it literally breaks my heart every time I see it yeah. and I've always said from that moment I'm, I was like I'm, I'm going to make you eat those words yeah. I'm going to prove that this wasn't a waste of time like you wasting your money on a wrestling ring it wasn't a waste yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. You, you never understand how hard like people work my dad was an electrician like my dad was adopted as a kid so he worked for everything like everything yeah. you saw in his garden he worked his ass off for it and that is the one thing he said he was like we'll support you in your wrestling but then you go out to work and you you pay for your own training you pay for this like the one thing my dad has always done is he's paid for my car and he just said like that's for your travel like go around and like if you're going to do this, you live you live it at 100. percent Amazing. And uh, I, I can never thank my mum, my dad, my nanny, my granddad, my auntie, my uncle, yeah. everyone like who's ever supported me in this because I'm I'm here today and and I'm alive, I'm healthy, and like I've stayed off the streets ever since that moment. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wanted to be like a kind of a good influence for people who've like who said like, oh, I, I was brought up with a rough upbringing. We, we've all been brought up with a rough upbringing yeah. at one point, and like I just think you just got to put your mind something and you can achieve anything. It's finding those other options. So, 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 so what was the route in, into, to going from your own backyard to, to a wrestling a career as such? So I, I assume at first you were just kind of training on your own in your backyard or with your mates. No, and stuff well, like here's, that. here's the funny story. So like loads of people think that when they hear backyard wrestling, it's just their mates in the backyard. Yeah. Okay. So there's a legit like forum for yeah. UK backyard wrestling, right, yeah, UK yeah. BYW. And, um, there were like, we called them feds back in the day, but what you guys would probably call it is a promotion. Yeah. So like there was a progress in Luton, but like it was called NAW and it was like yeah. where all the best backyarders went. Oh, it was wow. like, oh right, we got to go to Luton boys because like we're on the top form, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And there was on these, it was in a big hall in Luton on these like thick gym mats that were stiff as hell. Like yeah. they were so stiff. And when you took a bump on them, it was, you might as well be bumping on the grass outside. Yeah. It was just so harsh on your body. But it kind of made you like a tough guy in a way in yeah. wrestling because like, it was like, oh, we don't need a ring. Like we just had, a, we, like, we had it, like right. a, a gym horse and stuff like that. So from there, I, I just wrestled in the backyard. I'd done four years straight as a 14 year old to an 18 year old in the backyard. Wow. And what turned me off of it, cause uh, I was going to quit wrestling. Uh, because we went to a thing uh, where it was like a three day like summer camp thing like yeah. we called it heat fest right which would have been like a festival but like for wrestling backyard wrestling yeah. and um, someone got hurt really bad and it like 
it, it got to the point where it was like, oh, he needed to go to hospital. He didn't have insurance. He didn't have that. And like, thankfully to this day, he's all right. Yeah. But like at the time, as a kid, you're looking at that going like, Jesus Christ, like why are Somebody we doing this? Somebody brings it into the yeah. real world, right? Yeah. It, why are we doing this? Mm. And um, I, I just said, you know what, guys, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And I shut myself away from uh, quite a few of my mates. So I just decided, oh, I'm just going to get a normal life from here and just... Yeah do that but then uh once again uh, i had contact with uh greg burridge when i first started yep. uh and greg was just like uh why don't you come down to my school in london school of lucha libre yeah, which is yeah. uh, bethany green and um i said i'll give it a go and i just fell in love with it because uh yeah. the training straight away like it's just different to what all progress or like any other training school would do because uh what they do is they um they just want people to have fun they want you to yeah. embrace there's a there's a quote I mean, that they the use all the of, time of, of the lucha style and, that, yeah. and, and and the lucha nights out it's it's a party it's, yeah. you know so to go from from backyard to lucha britannia i'd yeah, imagine yeah. was a huge difference. it was a know? huge difference like i mean what they do is they like uh they they use a quote shy kids get no sweets Right. So you can't be <laughs> yeah. that kid in the corner, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do anything. They turn all the lights off and they put like rave music on. Yeah. So then you've got, you have like a bit of a dance. Like everyone has like a night out where they just want to go and yeah. dance. Yeah. But from there, then the training starts and it was hard. You have to do like rolling drills, like plank drills. And yeah. uh, it, it was just really hard at points and you just wanted to give up. But by the end of it, like they would talk to you and just be like, you've got talent, you've got potential to move on. It's just how you go from here. Yeah. And like, uh, I just kept training and training. I'd done nine months solid and I didn't go on one show for nine right. months. Wow. And, uh, just training and yep. training. And then uh, I'd done a couple of student shows, but I'll never cast them as my pro debut. Uh, so my pro debut was in, on April 1st, 2012, mm -hmm. in a, a showcase called Brit Rest Fest. Uh, yeah. You ever heard of it? No. No, no Brit Rest Fest was like designed to like, I was to raise uh, uh, money for like a, a charity or like a hospice or something along that. I'm not entirely sure which one yeah. it was. But, um, it brought all the UK promotions together in one venue. Yeah. Obviously, I have no knowledge of what British wrestling is like at this point. Remember, yeah. I'm just backyard Bill over yeah, here. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You're and, brand uh, new to this, essentially. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they go, they do like, a big group meeting, and they go, right, guys, there's looking like there's going to be a thousand people today. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? This is my debut. Yeah. Uh, I'm, thankfully, I'm under a mask, so like, no one can see like the nerves coming out yeah. of my face right now. But I remember walking out there and uh, doing the match. I came back, and I've always because I was in the ring with uh, Paul Robinson, yep. uh, a guy called Santeria, and Greg Burridge. Mm -hmm. So Greg Burridge being my trainer, I've always wanted to impress him. Yep. And the moment he came back, first word he said was, yes! Like, that was incredible! We went out there. I was like, oh, it, it must just be him. Like, he must be really happy with it. And I remember checking facebook the next day and they were just going nuts about how four essex boys stole the show that was just like it must have felt great right? it was just the best feeling in the world that this yeah. four guys under wrestling masks like portraying characters yeah. like there was leon britannico uh santeria who was like a witch doctor uh metallico is half man half machine and dark britannico was the evil twin of Brilliant. leon britannico Brilliant. which character i was playing and people were just like so what is this yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean so isn't essex yeah <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, two things that j I jumped out there. I love the whole uh, t uh, turning off the lights uh, uh, and letting everyone let go. Um, a prince died recently, and I've, I'm a, a massive prince fan. And one of the things he used to do at gigs every now and then, if, you, if, if he felt the crowd weren't getting into it enough, he'd get all the lights turned off in the venue and drop uh, one of the biggest songs and just play and let everyone know you let can everyone, just, there's no yeah. one watching you. And then halfway through, just turn all the lights up with no warning and, and just like, everyone yeah. be relaxed and just everyone's just enjoying themselves. Embrace that's, it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's such a smart thing. It's, like, it's, it's a beautiful concept and thing for just going, look, just, just relax and enjoy yourself. Cause 
the fact is at home if you're listening to this music you're going nuts yeah. you know you're doing what you want we've all been caught there. singing the song at the highest point of our voice and then all of a sudden someone walks in like yeah. what the bloody hell are you doing exactly uh. <laughs> exactly but uh, i mean another thing that jumped out there is as you mentioned paul robinson and he's he's kind of the guy that got me into progress because he comes out to your my songs, yeah and i was like oh this is interesting and he invited me along and i heard heard loads of hype on progress and the first one that I went to, I felt awful because I met you briefly outside, but I hadn't seen any progress. So I didn't know that you were a wrestler or anything. I mean, was you a wrestling fan? Um, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling f- a fan. I was into the WWE and, it, and NXT, but I'd heard all this hyper progress and I thought, I want to get into it, but I want to get into it at a live event. I don't yeah, want to yeah. just get into it no, don't do the by undermine watching first. online. I want to get there. I mean, there. it's cool to get the undermine first, yeah. but then if you go live, oh my God, it's Again, such it a blows cool your way. And that was it at that event. Me and my mate Chris, I said, we'd got there, had a chat with Paul and, and gone in and met Jim and all this. And then you came out headlining that against uh, Marty Skrull. And, yeah, chapter 25, yeah. And it was, as soon as, as you walked over, we like, oh shit, that was the kid from outside that we kind of just went, all right, mate. And, and, and he kind of walked <laughs> on. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in wrestling. And that was a, a rivalry that you've taken around the world essentially since and got to yeah. do uh, on WrestleMania weekend in Texas, yeah. at, at Germany. Uh, we're doing it over in Italy in a couple of weeks and yeah. like, uh, t- talks about it going into Ireland, talks about it going over to Australia. Yeah. We just, we want to take the villain assassin feud and we want to take it worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing. And so how does that work for you guys when you're taking a feud and a battle all around the world and some of them are ended up online and things like that? How do you keep them fresh and keep them exciting and keep the variation in there? We we don't really know. I mean, like sometimes we'll do like a hint of like the same sequence, but then yeah. we'll like, we'll change it up a bit all the time. Yeah. We'll always like uh, counter each other's ideas with like something that we haven't done before. That's like, great, and just keep it fresh and keep it in your mind. Because uh, the one thing that you did say was just like it's online. Yeah, and the beauty of online right now is that. You can watch any match you want in the palm of your hand right now. Yeah, so it doesn't amazing. take a lot. And these matches like sometimes cost like what ten pound. Like the things you ten pound yeah. get you. Like Nando's is dearer than this match. Like, yeah. but the one thing we always are like very very stern upon is like we want to be the match that is worth just the price alone. Yeah, and like yeah, so, completely. so many people have been like that. So what we've just got to do is we've got to just take that uh, that idea of the match from either, whether it was either at RevPro, whether it is at Progress, whether it is at any of our gigs that we've done, yeah. and we just change it up and we just kick it up to 10 all the time. Yeah, yes. That's great. I mean, so how how's it been? Because Progress, or, or when did you find your way over to Progress? Because Progress has had an insane four years of just suddenly being so respected in America and in Japan and having this global audience for a, a company that's that's still brand new, really. Well, yeah, it was a weird. Um, how I started in progress is I came in as a part of a tag team with. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the film Attack the Block. Yep. Yeah. yeah there's a guy in there called Alex Esmail. Right. Yeah. Right. We used to train together. Oh wow. So yeah, we uh, debuted as the Velocity I love Attack Vipers. The block. The, that was one of the first films I got to go to the premiere of. Oh really? <laughs> because I know uh, and Nick Frost who's in it, and he kind of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, come along." Come along, yeah, it was amazing. I love that film. Yeah, so, yeah. so like Alex Esmail was my partner at the time. Right. So uh, we formed the Velocity Vipers, and uh, our nice. big debut for Progress because um, Progress obviously offered me a singles run. But I said, uh, what, I've always been really stern upon this. I've, I've always wanted my mates to come with me, even yeah. from the backyard. Like, I've always wanted people to come along with the ride because yeah. 
I, I like my mates. I, yeah. I like to be with people. I don't like to be on my own. Yeah, I and, get that. Um, and again, if you've got that connection and you can bring out the best in them, then it's a good advert for them as much as you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? If, exactly, if, there's, yeah. if there's someone you know how to work with, then that's a yeah. So a like, I wrestled my first gig for fifteen pound uh, with uh, Alex Esmail against the London Riots, the debut in oh, London wow. Riots, yeah. and. Uh, my God, we got battered. We yeah. got absolutely destroyed. But uh, the one thing that always stuck out was um, Alex got thrown over uh, JD's head at launch. And because like, JD's so used to throwing men, and yeah. Alex is like a twig, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his legs went underneath him and he snapped both tibia and fibia in his, like, in his oh, leg. Wow. So when that happened, I literally just knew. Straight away, I was looking at him. I was like, you've broke your leg. Like, I just yeah. knew, and then there was, there was so much in the match to do. I was, I was like, going to say, so what happens then? Because you've got to c- carry the match essentially. I, then I knew the entire thing of what uh, Alex does. So I just tagged him, and I just, I just took it away. I just Amazing. came in house of fire, and just uh, brought my brought it up like uh, to a new level, I guess. And uh, I guess people were like, "Oh, this guy's like kind of quick," I guess. And then it was the moment where I had a one of them on the floor. And I climbed the top rope backwards. Everyone's like thinking, oh, moonsault. And I bust out a double moonsault. And people are like, what? <laughs> it's like strange, like 18-year-olds just busting out double moon- moonsaults. It's like, where's this come from? That's amazing. So that must have been a, a huge buzz as well to be, I'll be making your debut, but then to have some adversity come through, so an injury, an unexpected injury, and still have that yeah, you just got experience and, and knowledge to go, right, you know, well, we I keep no going on and we make it work. That was probably my fourth match. Wow. Yeah, it was pro- crazy. I think it was actually. Yeah, it was my fourth match, and uh, although like you wrestle so many times in the backyard, nothing could pay you for like a live yeah, crowd. Yeah, and once again, like anything can happen. So the, the moment that that happened, you, you just got to just think to yourself, like, okay, well, what was the rest? Okay, I'm doing this. Yeah, like I'm just gonna do everything that they done. We worked together as like me and the London Rights worked together to save the rest of the show. Yeah, the show match. Yeah, that's amazing. So. I mean, let's talk about the risks a bit because the big, um, oh, well. the big inexperienced thing to say is, "Oh, wrestling's f- fake," and oh, that's the bit that again, that. a few of my mates who came along to that 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 progress run who aren't as into a lot of the other wrestling as I'm into were blown away by loads of it, just going, "Right, no, he's just jumped off of this and landed straight." Do you know what I mean, the, him, the yeah. stuff that you you can't physically f- fake these things if it's yeah. if it's live and in, in in front of you. There's there's, I mean, again, I'm. Don't know how you guys work, but I'd imagine there's some predetermined sequences. But in general, you're you're working together as professionals and and, and and figuring it out. And there's huge risks when you're doing a lot of these these flips. And yeah, mayhem. the risk is like 100 percent real. Like, I mean, once again, you could you could say it's fake all you like, but then say that to guys like Lionheart who broke his neck and was yeah. out for an entire year. Yeah. Say that to Flash Morgan who's just had his like WWE Cruiserweight Series match, and then. Uh, within the first five minutes, tore the ligaments in his ankle, oh, wow. carried on. Yeah. Like, no matter no matter what, I bet you any money, like any of like the UFC fighters, any of the like, boxers, they tear yeah. a ligament, they just go down and the referee you stop stops and it. that's it, you tap it. We carry first. on. Yeah. And not only did he carry on, he kept going and then tried to do a move on one foot, failed, dislocated his shoulder, go carried down. on, Climbed to the top rope and busted out a 450 degree splash. Yeah. You tell any any of them that that's fake. That's fake yeah. Like, that, that's awful. I mean, like, 
some of the injuries that you hear of. I mean, right now I'm I've got a, uh, a torn meniscus and I'm still working. I've got a yeah. uh, fluid around the knee. Uh, I've been given like the uh, I might as well just make it public now. I've been trying to keep this quiet, but yeah. uh, I've been given the bad news that I have nerve damage all in my back right. that uh, wow. has been affecting my uh, movement in my legs recently, and uh, my foot's been going numb. Right. quite a lot so, and finally went to see it it was like yeah you've got nerve damage in your back so that's going to take like years upon years of therapy to just, like try yeah. and get over it. and sometimes get people right. don't, get, don't get over it yeah. so like tell me that's fake like tell me like when the risks are very very yeah. real how, how do you counter this or how do you kind of prepare for these risks then because again a lot of the moves that you guys will do particularly you with some of the high flying stuff and whether it be off of the the, the barricades or the chairs or, or whatever else there's a lot of it you can't practice so you have to just do on the night on the night. So what's your kind of thought process of right, this this is a risk, but it's a it's a calculable like it's a calculatable risk. it's something that I can do and not kill myself hopefully yeah. you know? like, it's a strange one because once again like uh i was brought up in the free running world yeah but like everything like i've always been able to stick my landing so yeah. i mean i've jumped off of like huge walls and like yeah. off of buildings and stuff like that so i've always landed on my feet i've never had like the serious upon serious of injuries like touch wood yeah like, so yeah. um it makes a lot of sense again because having watched a lot more of your work now on 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 progress on demand and on on numerous things online I wonder things that that struck me that stood out from a lot was a lot of people will flip out of the ring and things like that, but I've never seen anyone just land on their feet as often as you. So yeah. a lot of people will flip out and get caught or like or be wiped out, and you'll constantly be doing all these moves that generally people land flat on the floor or blown it, and you'll just be standing on your feet just. All right, it's the worst fear in the, the next world when someone dives, <laughs> dives, and all of a sudden you just hear fud. You're like, yeah. oh my yeah. god, that looked like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the free running background has always has helped me out on that uh, that particular way. So the way I see it is. Um, if I'm doing like a moonsault off that little balcony when uh, you came and watched me against yeah, Marty, yeah, yeah. I saw that and I went, well, that's the same height as something that I backflipped off of when I was like a kid and I backflipped off of it then. I can backflip so can off of it, it now. now. Like, so <laughs> do you want to do it? Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a try. That's yeah. great. It's not the highest thing I've ever backflipped off of though. The highest was uh, what, what the was electric the ballroom balcony oh, where wow. everyone where everyone stands up on the yeah. top balcony, which is like, what, 10, 15 feet in the air? It's huge, like, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Havitt was up there, super kicked him off got on the balcony back flipped off of it it's <laughs> onto everybody Man. onto eight people and landed in the crowd <laughs> again that's the beauty another thing that blew me away about progress and this isn't only about progress and praising progress there's a lot of great organizations as we touched on uh a lucha britannia and we're going to revolution talk about even more and rev pro yeah um, but the thing that gets me at progress is the crowd just know what the deal is. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's advertised as, as wrestling for grown-ups kind of thing. And yeah. the beautiful thing there is you'll see people get thrown into the crowd, into seats, and people will move politely. And then when they're pulled up, they'll get their seats in a straight line again and get on with it. It's kind of an amazing thing to watch. The crowd, when think, they just go, <laughs> they're not really expecting it. So they'll be on the outside and there'll be people on the other side going, move! Yeah, they're coming <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal. It's, it's, it's brutal. But that must be great to know that everyone's kind of in it together. There's an understanding. It's I not think, this risk of, oh, if I go slightly off centre with this, there yeah, could, could be problems. It's like, no, everyone oh, knows I to move and knows to get, yeah. it's, like, it's a scary moment, but in the same sense, it's just like, like you said, I think they're, they, they're in on it as well. They're, yeah. like, they're the biggest part of the show, so like they don't want to get in the way. And I remember actually, there was one point, it was actually on my debut, when uh, Alex went to do a dive out to the ring, and the riots were trying to clear him, and there's one guy that shouted, 
I paid for this seat. I'm not moving. And it was the biggest regret in his life because he just had Alex just on top of on him. him. <laughs> and I think everyone from that moment have gone, yeah, we're going to move anytime the wrestler move. goes on the outside. To it. That's absolutely fine. Again, everyone just tidies up their seats. Yeah, it's, it's everyone clears up. I know that Jim's sitting there because there's a charge every time a seat's broken. Just sitting there kind of tallying up. Oh, hang on, hang on. we've wiped out several more. But... Apparently on the first ever uh, electric ballroom show, they racked up like the biggest chair bill like oh, ever. Yeah. Like, I can't um, imagine. I, they won't tell me, yeah, yeah. but I can imagine. Yeah, that's a nightmare. So um, another thing. So coming into wrestling at such a young age, were you welcomed by the, the more experienced guys or the older guys? Was there a resistance? And again, you were also coming in to British wrestling, you know, aside from like a, a Lucha Britannia and others, when you're coming into the more br- British wrestling, you're very high flying and flashy compared to a lot of the styles. So, so was there any resistance or any, um, any issues? Well, actually I, I like to tell this story because this is the thing that uh, I always made sure that I'm very, if anyone ever meets me, I, I'm very polite. I'm very yeah. well managed. Uh, this is one thing, but I'm a very, very shy boy. Right. I'm very, yeah. very shy around people. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, but I very, yeah. um, uh, my first match with Revolution Pro Wrestling, I wrestled a guy called Wild Boar Mike Kitchman, also a backyarder. Yeah. So that's, I was quite happy because we knew each other. So I just stuck with him. Excellent. But in a whole locker room, I didn't introduce myself. I just kept myself to myself. And it yeah. was, it came across to everyone else very arrogant. And I remember getting of a course, phone call yeah. from Mark Haskins. And he was just like, dude, I'm only doing this because I like you and I, I'm looking out for you. And I got treated the same way when I got brought in. Yeah. But a lot of people said you were very, very arrogant. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just sitting by myself. I'm just, minding my own business I don't yeah. want to get in anyone's way and it was just like just do yourself a favour even if they're talking it's always just a nice thing to do so just go up to people say hello like bow your head just be just be the nice mm. boy because we all know you are and it was just one of those things where I was like I'm so happy he done that because he didn't he didn't it's, have to do it it's great advice because again particularly at, at a younger age it must be intimidating to walk it into is. these 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 locker rooms so I can understand that you might just want to I'm just going to come here and do my work yeah, and keep myself my to myself down. and keep quiet but again like, you can also well, see like, how then if you go and have a good match yeah. that's going to look like, like if you go and have a shit match then they're just going to think oh he's just shy if you go and have a good match they're going to think he's up himself and he, he didn't even introduce yeah exactly I mean? yeah. So, they're the worst things because the balance. thing that intimidates me as well is you've got guys like oh, who's on the show like Prince Devitt was yeah. on the sh- same yeah. show as me on my debut yeah. Mark Cassians who was on like Dragon Gate and all these guys and you're just like these guys have not got the time of the world for me. Like, why yeah. would I even, like, try yeah. and introduce myself? Why would I even do something like that? And like you said, I didn't know anything about, like, where you place your moves in the match structure. Yeah. So, like, I just go out there and I would try and steal the show. Second yeah. match in. And I still do to this day because yeah. that is what I got me to the dance. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm here now and I don't want to sacrifice my my beliefs because like, I believe when it's you great. bring in Will Ospreay you get 100% of me and like there's no off day with me there's yeah. there's no such thing as like tone down your style yeah, with me you've got to be going because 100% I, I go in 100% because these guys gave me 100% so why should I not give these yeah. guys 100% that's great I love that so uh, I, I remember seeing on, on Instagram um, where, I think it was just before you were making your new uh, a Japan debut I saw a really nice post where you'd, you'd wrestled with uh, Tommy End, I think in, in, in Europe somewhere. And he did a post just saying, look, I was hard on you when you came in, but it's because I knew you were good and respect you and kind of all the best. So was there, uh, uh, is there an element of that, that tough love atmosphere in, in the locker rooms? Yeah, of, absolutely. Of we've got to be hard on them because they're new and we need to break them in and things like that, you know? I, I believe there is because like, 
once again, you can't just be welcomed into a business with open arms. Yeah. You've got to pay your dues. Like, yeah. I, I started... And particularly yeah. the wrestling industry, where Especially. it is, as said, where there is so much people saying it's fake or whatever else, there's a, there's a level of you've got to come in and earn your... There's and n- you've respect to I thoroughly believe that you can't just be an average show, walk off the street and become a professional wrestler. Yeah. I think you have to go through the paces. I believe in going to the training schools. I believe in you set up the ring. I believe you introduce yourself to everybody. And I believe you work your way up the ladder. Yeah. Like you start on the trainee shows. Once you start getting noticed on them, then you become on like the, the bigger shows. And then yeah. from there, like you're winning the Progress Championship. Yeah. You're winning this championship. You're winning that. And people, there's no better like championship one than the progress audience to be fair once you win them over that's the biggest title you can hold yeah Yeah. that's amazing so i mean let's talk about that you you how was it to come through the ranks and then you had a great feud with jimmy havoc and 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 you got to take the progress championship and you know that must have been a huge deal again like like how old were you at that point you must have been 2022 i was 22 22, yeah so i just turned 22 when i won the super strong star i mean uh we walked into the uh, electric ballroom and I, was, I don't know why man it was just such a weird feeling that night when I, uh, I first came in at uh, chapter 12 on the um, electric ballroom and uh, the show before I just came back so I left progress and I came back on chapter 11 and yeah. the one thing that he kept saying was welcome back and I kept saying to myself I was like wow they generally like care yeah. they do care and I was like uh, oh, I wonder how it's going to go because now they're going to like double their audience when they go to the electric ballroom and the one thing that just kept like it literally echoed yeah. throughout the ballroom. It was just, oh, spray, oh, spray. I was just like, wow. Amazing. Like, this is just so cool. And then, uh, obviously, I worked uh, in a tag team called Swords of Essex with Paul Robinson. Yep. Paul I worked Robinson. through there. Uh, I went into a, a little feud with Paul Robinson, which kind of got me over as the next up-and-coming babyface, I yeah. guess. Like, cause That's great. It's so hard to be over, like, a, a babyface, in, especially in independent wrestling, yeah. I feel, because... Everyone just wants to cheer for the badass and the Smart dominant fans one. Like yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, they, they, they like do. The like, let's face it, I love a bad guy. I absolutely yeah. love a bad guy. Yeah. It's so cool. But like, I don't know. I just can't be horrible to people. Yeah. I'm just, I've always just, I've got a smile on my face. And I'm like, someone said this to me a little while ago. And this is the thing that dri- drives me all the time is they say, like, do you know why we like you? And I went, no. And I was like, because you're the fan that made it backstage. It's yeah. still like your passion, it's still yeah. your belief. And like, it's never been more true to this day. Like I, I am amazing. a fan that made it backstage. So, so how are you find that though? Cause in, are you having a heel run in one of the, in one of the organizations? Well, at the moment? Little, yeah. How are you finding that? Cause again, I think the thing that impressed me the most when going back and watching a lot of the, the progress on demand was seeing Paul Robinson and seeing how high flying he is and actually, <laughs> and how he's toned it all down because to be a heel, he you can't have these moves off. that people are going to go crazy for and want to get behind. He's meant to, and he does. He walks out and they hate him. Nice. Um, it could be his, his music choice, but they they, they, <laughs> they they genuinely boo and hate him as he comes out. And and that's a it's a big a commitment. So how are you finding that the the kind of of, of learning to take on a, a heel like, role, like a, a, a bad role. guy role? Yeah. Uh, well. It was a very short lived because now I've left that promotion. Right, yeah. like, it was a loser. <laughs> it was a loser leaves one. So. Right. Um, I don't know, because like once again, it, I struggle to be very, very horrible to people, but it's then once again, there. yeah. like there's a lot of people that try and like feed the ego of Will Ospreay. It was like, yeah. oh, he's the best wrestler in the world. And it was just like, well, I'm just going to take that and just yeah. like amp it up to like 11. But then yeah, I took Paul great. Robinson's advice and it was just like, you talk really fast. Talk slow. Yeah. Talk about yourself. Talk about, and it was just, there's true I've spoken. And I was just like, so what do I do here? Great it was just advice. like, what would you normally do here? 
And I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll do like a backflip head scissor grab in and then hit him with a drop key. He just went, just hit him with an elbow. Yeah. I was like, but I don't like it. He went, exactly. Yeah. If you don't like it, they're not going to like it. I was like, wow. Like it, it just. It's one of the things on when I had, or, or when, or in fact, I should plug now the new Tuesday night, a jaw podcast that Jim Smallman does on, on, on my network. And one of the things we talked about on there was a Kevin Owens spot where it was, I think it was in Japan and even more so they're, they're, they're ready for the, the big exciting moves. He really built up a move and then just put a headlock on. It was just so great to go. No, no, you don't get it. And again, they're going to be aware because of his history that he can do high flying stuff. He can do high impact stuff. And he goes, no, you're getting a headlock. I'm yeah. putting him in a headlock. Master of the headlocks. Like. Master of the headlocks again, yeah. And again, there's things like that that, that takes a lot of dedication and, and learning, I guess. Oh, so. absolutely. Like, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I guess I looked at it and thought to myself, right, what what do they like about me? They like squeaky clean yeah. me and like, obviously Paul wears the jeans. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear jeans as well, but I'm yeah. going to wear like skinny jeans because yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. got a problem with skinny jeans yeah, for some yeah, strange yeah, reason. Yeah, I don't exactly. know why. And I wore my kick pads and knee pads over the top of it. I was oh, like, brilliant. so it just made me look like an idiot yeah. in a way. So it's just like, you look like an idiot. Well, it's getting a reaction. So that's the thing. Like, yeah. And I don't like being mean to people because like, yeah. once again, I'm just too nice. Just want to go I'm a really, really nice guy. I mean, I guess nice that's why time. it's kind of like short lived, but I do want to like try out like being a bad guy in other places because I know one day down the line it'll probably happen maybe in New Japan. Like, yeah. may- maybe if I end up going WWE, like, who knows? Like, maybe they'll just go, like, we want to test you. We want to test you, yeah. So, yeah. so let's talk about that. How was it to get the call from New Japan and kind of find out? Because for people who aren't, aren't knowledgeable, the WWE is obviously it's the WWE. Yes. It's what everyone knows of wrestling. It's it's the high point, it's and the they've got NXT the now. That's just it's this. But New Japan is the wrestlers, a wrestling company yeah. as such. Everyone who's in wrestling or independent fans or whatever, all all love New Japan, and it's the one that really it breeds a lot of the the, the future stars of the WWE at the, at the moment. If you look at Seth Rollins and all and all these others from either New Japan or Ring of Honor, all the all these big these big movements. So how was that to kind of again, at this young age, to get that call. Yeah, it was once again, like, um, one thing that Andy Corden said to me, because that's where I got it from, I got it through uh, RevPro. Yeah. And uh, RevPro were bringing on all the New Japan stars. They'd bring over the Prince Devitt, the Ligers, the Okadas. They brought down, like, everybody. Yeah. And I was just, I'd always just be like, wow, like, imagine what it'd be like to face one of those guys. And then I faced AJ Styles. Wow. And then AJ was just like, dude, you've got it. So then he put me over to... New Japan office. Amazing. New, New Japan, like my hero. AJ yeah. Styles yeah. was the sole reason I became a wrestler. Yeah. And he put me over to the New Japan office. And then I was like, uh, we're coming over soon anyway. We'll have a look at him then. Yeah. So they was doing like a joint show with Revolution Pro. Yeah. And um, Andy was like, right, we've got two shows back to back. The first night you're against Marty and AJ. I was like, my Jesus Christ. Like you're putting me on a platform in the main yeah. event. Yeah. With all these New Japan stars. Yeah. You're putting me on with AJ and Marty. I was like, Okay, cool. And whoever got day two, Okada. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, and the best thing about it was, is um, I mean, that's that's beautiful support and, and faith in you to to go right. We're gonna we're we're gonna sh- show them what what Will's got and what British wrestling has got, and so on and so yeah. forth. So that must well, have been amazing. That's the one thing that Andy said because a while ago, like when I first started, I tried to cancel a Revolution Pro gig to do another gig. Yeah, and he was just like, listen, like, I'm not going to tell you to cancel on me. You can do what you want, but I'll tell you one thing. If you stay loyal to me, yeah. I will give you all the opportunities in the world. And yeah. I remember El Generico was a part of Rev Pro at one point. Yeah. I remember he just got signed to NXT at that point. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay loyal yeah. to Andy. Yeah. And Andy has stayed well and true loyal to his words because um, it was just such a 
wow, like you're really putting your faith in me to main event York Hall in Bethlehem Green, where like my uh, my ancestor family have boxed in there before and won Amazing. championships, yeah. and I'm going in there with my heroes, uh, my idols, and I'm going in there and doing what I do and just doing like stupid yeah. stuff yeah like, that's amazing I mean? so so you've got the call and 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 you get the booking um how was it then to go out there and take part i mean a, a, again on on one of the tuesday night your episodes jim mentioned with a tear in his eye that you chose to wore pink tights for for chris travis who yeah. who passed away recently who was again a wrestler who wrestled all over the world and his last match was again on one of the progress ones i've watched since against my yeah. school in in fact, and he lost his battle to cancer. So that was, I mean, that that was a beautiful in in you in your big moment in your big debut to to have that to go right. I can I can pass a tribute yeah, on here. Yeah, How it was, was that? It was a uh, really painful when uh, we all found out because uh, we were all on the plane ready to go over to WrestleMania weekend. Oh wow! Like, so, but we were all separated, so we're all on our own. Yeah. And um, I was on the way to the airport, and uh, Ryan Smile dropped me a message. He was yeah. like one of my closest friends, and he was just like, uh, "Dude." Travis is gone and it, oh, it, it just ruined me. Yeah, I, like, I remember bursting into tears in like the middle of a restaurant. So people yeah. were just looking at me like, yeah. why are you crying? And uh, we went out to WrestleMania weekend, which is meant to be like a happy weekend or a jolly weekend. Yeah. Everyone's just thinking about that. But the one thing we always just kept saying to ourselves was like, we're, we're going to do it for him. And we all wore pink on our arms. And, like, and I remember dropping a call to my sponsors, who is Suki Wear, who makes all my gear besides yeah. my knee pads and kick pads, who are pro wrestling tights. Yeah. I put them over now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's worth give them the shout out. And I, sa- I said to them, look, um, Travis was one of my, like, he was one of the guys backstage at RevPro who was always the guy who would cheer you up. He would put a smile on your face. And like, yeah. I'll never say I was like truly close with Chris Travis, but I like to believe that he was one of the reasons why I got so good. Yeah. And I never had that singles match that I really wanted with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I said to him, Look, if there's one person I want to take with me to Japan, it, it was him. Yeah. So could you please, I know it's only a week notice. It takes six weeks normally to make my tights. Oh, wow. And they just go, look, we'll do our absolute best, but we can't promise anything. And the day that I was leaving, they show up on my doorstep. Amazing. And, uh, it says big letters on the, uh, area underneath the aerosol and love for Travis. Amazing. And uh, at first, New Japan were like, "We don't, we're not too keen on the pink tights." And I was just like, "Please!" Don't. And then, this, like, this, yeah. And I, I remember being like, "No, please, please, please!" And I remember saying it to him. I was like, "It's, it's for my friend. Yeah. And he's, he's died, and he lost his back to cancer. He always wore pink. Yeah. And it's the one memory I have in my head. Yeah. Like, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's emotional. Yeah. No, it is, is one of the things that like, I, I love the guy to bits. He's uh, an inspiration. Yeah. And uh, I remember putting them on and uh, I was standing backstage just about to go out and my music hit. And it's going to sound so weird to everybody. I'm generally getting really worked up yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. And I, remember, I remember him, like, I remember having like a hand on my back. Yeah. It, it felt like someone's pushing me out of that curtain. Yeah. As if to say, like, go on, kid, do, do your stuff. I mean, and, and uh, that's it. And you went out and had a hell of a match um, sorry about that man no no it's fine no no it's a it's, it's it was a beautiful tribute and again i love the fact that you were saying with on the wrestlemania weekend was the fact that everyone was down everyone was low but everyone thought we got to go out and put on the best yeah. show we, you know well, i mean it was it was used as motivation and positivity there to go yeah. this well, needs to be our last Chris. match was a uh, me marty and tommy in a triple threat uh, not yeah. triple threat a six-man tag against koto ishibushi uh johnny gargano and tj perkins yeah. as soon as the bell rings 
1,000 people just started chanting Chris Travis, Chris Travis. And we, we generally, I looked at Marty and he was welling up. He was just like, yeah. like, yeah. We, was a, we all love the guy. And, and he's we, meant to be a bad guy. He's got to hold it in. He's got to hold it in. He can't show his, his emotions. That's beautiful though. So, but then you go out there and you have an amazing match. Um, you somehow do a, it's kind of a handstand springboard against ropes, but without so using no your hand. Handspring. So that's, that's why it was so confusing. Again, the, the no handed handspring where you just kind of flip upside down <laughs> off the ropes and back again. And yeah, use, use the momentum of the ropes. Well, New Japan straight away has the best wrestling ring ever I've wrestled in. Really? The, the ropes are like steel cable. Yeah. Like, so straight away, they, they don't have as much give, uh, as a rope wrestling ring, yeah. like the one that progress use a rip yeah. rope, whatever. And, uh, I remember doing like walking over the match. The guy's like working on my arm. He's like, ah, oh. and then in my head, I was like, if he's using my arm, I can't do the handspring kick, and that's the one thing I want to get in because yeah. let's face it, like when I do that kick, everyone goes, oh, like yeah. it co- yeah, yeah, comes yeah, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, and I remember him doing his handspring, and I looked back, and I was just like, I think I could do it without no hands. I just looked at it. I was just like, I think I can. Yeah, and uh, I was I was <laughs> in the dojo. I was just in the dojo, and I went. I just done it. I just Amazing. done it. I was just like, all right, I'm using this in a match. I'm going to yeah. do that. And I think, I was like, oh my God, this could go so wrong. I could just drop on my head. I love like, that. And uh, it just, it just works so well. And that's the one thing that people have like turned into like one of those little gift videos. And it yeah. just went all around Twitter. Yeah. And uh, it, it was actually twen- trending. It was yeah. like Will Ospreay. And everything I saw was just no handed handspring, no handed. Jim put it best. It was like, my wife asked me, so what do you actually call it? No handed handspring. <laughs> just a spring. <laughs> just a spring. Yeah, no, it's for honest. It's perfect. So, so how was it coming back after that? Because you obviously works so long to get there, and again, the support of your parents and family to get there, the pride they must have had of oh, you being was... out in Japan, and you know them knowing that it wasn't uh, a, a wasted Waste dream, time, or yeah. you know, it was it, it was worth it. And as I said, you kind of you proved it. Yeah, you proved I, that point. I guess I had just a lot of things to prove because. Um, one of the things that uh, someone said was uh, there hadn't been a British IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. And I was I was just so motivated. And I was like, so when was the last person who challenged for it? It was 1995 and it was William Regal to challenge for an IWGP oh, wow. championship. So of all the, the first, people as yeah, well. It's hugely inspirational. 21 years a British person went for that title. So I was just going in there like, okay, I've got the weight of the world of Britain on my shoulders right now and yeah. I'm going to welcome it. I, I knew I had a lot to live up to and yeah, I might as well tap that, but like, I feel, I feel like I've done Britain proud. I feel yeah. like I've done my job. And, uh, I knew, I just, I just remember getting the feedback from like all the audience. I was just like, wow. Like th- I, I generally did it. I went out and I, I proved that Britain are the guys to be looking at right now. And, uh, yeah. come home, uh, to my dad who, uh, was like, oh, welcome home. And he was, I remember my dad was like big smile on his face turned to like question. What's in the bag? I was like, well, while I was waiting at the airport in Narita, there was a Pokemon store. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> and there was this giant, like, big-ass Charmander, like, <laughs> stuffed toy. I was just like, I want it. So I, I just come that. through the I've airport. i reward myself. Yeah, I just come through this airport, like, waddling. Oh, Dad, yeah. look at this. It was just like, I'm very proud of you that you've gone out to Japan. But you are one special boy. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, when again, I loved how this podcast um, came about. Was it's literally taken us t- twenty four hours or, or less than that to arrange oh, yeah. and make happen? It was just are you about tomorrow? Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's chat. Then. So I was talking to a Jim Smallman last night, and he was saying 
and I don't know what a Ribera jacket is, but he was saying, oh, are you the youngest wrestler ever to get a sought after I Ribera think jacket? I am. So, so what is it? And what is that? What's the story? There? Okay. So, so the it was the one is... bit that Jim suggested. That I was like, all the rest. I was like, yep. Already going to ask that. Already going to ask that. So the story was, uh, I was in my hotel room, jet lagged as hell. Mm. And I was like, oh, let me just sleep. And then all of a sudden the phone rang. In my, I was like, no, let me sleep. Yeah. Pick up the phone, it's Michael Elgin. He's like, dude, we're going Ribera. You've got to come. I was just like, man, I think I'm going to leave it. It was like, normally I would allow you to sleep. Oh, what is Ribera? Ribera is just like a, like a, a, a restaurant. Like, right. uh, it's a steakhouse like, style right. restaurant in a, like, uh, deep Japan. Mm. And, um, they, um, like just cook like the best steak yeah, straight away yeah, yeah, yeah. but like what they do is they um take photos it's loads of the wrestlers go there and there's pictures as soon as you stand outside there's oh, pictures wow. up of like hulk hogan john cena uh china wow. like, all these wrestlers yeah. like past and present like yeah. who are all on the walls and everything i was just like wow this is awesome and they're all wearing the same jacket like well not yeah. the same but the same style of jacket yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's got this one he's got this one have you got one mike he was like yeah you're about to get one. I went, what? And then before I knew it, the guy came over with a jacket on and he was just like, can you just take a photo with me and you can keep the jacket? So it's just like, I think it's like tradition. Like, oh, wow. they, like they pass it on. So like yeah. anyone who like comes through over to Japan, they all go to, uh, Ribera and, yeah. uh, go eat their food. And it like, I got it paid absolutely free yeah. just to take a photo. And Amazing. I, I, it was just such a cool thing. It was like, how cool. <laughs> we don't get that in Britain, do we? No, it's just no. like, Someone come to Nando's, you get a Nando's shirt or something yeah, like, we yeah. have to steal the bloody like chicken thing, the chicken stick. Like. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, so what's ahead then? Obviously you've got more, Is like what's the deal with, with New Japan? Have you, you've obviously, you're, you're returning back and forth, you're, yep. you're back and forth. So uh, what's the plan going my, in? So I have a, I've signed, uh, oh, here's a, I signed one year yeah. originally with New Japan. So a one year contract, done the match with Kushida, yeah. came back, they went, rip, Two years. <laughs> what? That's great. After one match, to yeah, get out one there match, I just okay, got a two-year contract. Well, but it was just like uh, they said they got big plans for me, and uh, to stay tuned, and uh, they're going to make uh, the one thing that just kept saying about me it was just like uh, uh, Devitt, Devitt. So yeah. I kept hearing that, and Devitt's like one of my. And again, for people who don't know, a Devitt went on. A Prince Devitt has gone on to be Finn, Finn Balor, Balor in NXT, and he's the NXT champion. Well, not yeah. anymore, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, until and, and until recently, but yeah, yeah. it's not even a pay per view. <laughs> exactly, there was fury over that him losing the belt <laughs> off, off camera. I lo- I said ex- exactly the same. A, f- a friend of mine, Roxanne, uh, I texted me. I've just seen a spoiler that that the belts change hands on NXT, and it's not. I was like, it's not even that's great be on TV. that it's a live event. That's great that it's because the fact is, a wrestling now is big business, and it is a big thing. And generally, they the, there's wrestling. Like the WWE is an example. They're wrestling six, seven days a week, and there's two that are on TV each week. Yeah. Ending. So the fact is that brings excitement back into the live shows. That anything could happen. That really you could see a belt change hands. You could see yeah. this or could see that. That's, well, that's the thing that I, I buzz, just right? remember saying. It was just like because everyone was like, "Oh, wrestling's so predictable." It was just like, Rip, "Did say that coming? Did you?" No, <laughs> no, no one predicted that. Did like, they? Yeah. So that, that's the thing. I'm just. Uh, I love but that. Yeah, they keep saying like, "Oh, Devi," and uh, once again, Devi was a massive deal in Japan. Yeah, like, yeah. was loved by the people and then hated. Hugely, and, like, yeah. But he became a huge star. Yeah. And like, I just keep thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm not meant to be here. I'm still meant to be in the backyard with my mates. Yeah. yeah. So like, how this is all came about is really, really weird. And like, yeah. once again, I, I do my Monday to Friday. Yeah. I, I would do my nine to five. 
uh, I wrestle on the weekends and uh, I still do to this day. Yeah. And I've refused to let that go until I, my body physically cannot take it anymore. Can't do both or there's, or there's not enough flights to be doing, yeah. <laughs> to, to be getting back constantly. So, I mean, also as well as all the new Japan and the, the wonderful thing about um, independent wrestling as such is so many people tend to tend to wrestle in numerous different organization and numerous yeah. different things. So, because again, the theory is, despite your choice, it's impossible to make it a full-time job if you're only wrestling every month at the event or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so there's there's the possible. reason you can go around and you'll be wrestling in Ireland and in Germany and all this. So at what point do you think you you kind of have to, to focus on one? Is is there going to be a point where New Japan is like, right, I'm, I'm yeah, there yeah, now, that's, that's, that, that, that's that. I can't be at Progress and at... At Rev Pro and it, you know all these. Uh, maybe yeah, there'll be a point at one like at one stage like maybe probably the end of this year. Maybe yeah, like yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to ever say it, but yeah. like I know at one stage I I can't do like a well, random, physically like, you can't be doing. Yeah, I mean like, right now I have nerve damage in my back. Yeah, I've had to cancel so many people because A of New Japan and B my back can't take it no more. Yeah, I'm in so much pain. Yeah, like I wake up and I'm in pain. Like it, it made me laugh a little while ago. I was. I was sitting in the car, I was with my girlfriend, and I uh, I took her out, we got some food. I just remember, like, going, I went, oh, do you want a drink? It was like, yeah. As I got up, my knee just went out on me. I was like, damn, like, yeah. like my body is starting to give up on me, but, like, I, I'm healthy, I'm keep, I'm keeping, like, with, like, exercise, and I'm doing a physio all the time, so, like, th- there's no need to worry about me. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. going to die, so yeah, I'm yeah. not going to fall off the face of the earth. That's perfect. But, like, my aim is to keep doing the independence as much as I physically can because yeah. they're the reason I'm here today, and I want to give back. But like, then at a point, there has to be a point where you go, right, I need to preserve myself from injury. I need to preserve my body. I mean, Daniel Bryan's a great example of of, of how, oh, yeah. how, how sad that can go, of being such a hard-working independent star and it meant that by the time he made it to the the the, the, the top lights, of the wwe yeah. he had a short career because of in, because injury just kind of wrote him off so yeah. again there is a level of you have to be c- clever with it all yeah one know? day I'll, i will be sensible but yeah. like once again i'm it's I'm not 20, that time yet i'm 22 next week i'll be 23 yeah so i'm, I'm gonna have my fun i'm gonna let my body like I, I will let it take a little bit of punishment because that's what wrestling is all about yeah you know it's not ballet it's yeah. one thing that someone said. It's not ballet. It's no beauty. It's no beauty parlor. Yeah. So I will, I will do my stuff, and I will continue to do it, and I will not tone down because that's who I am, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like if everyone had that attitude, then British wrestling would like would actually be like maybe on TV. Well, to be fair, we don't even need it on TV. But I think in my heart yeah. of hearts, British wrestling is the best right now. I feel like we it's have so we strong have right now, all. And, and seeing people just. just are just talking to people at progress shows who've come over from America yeah. and from Australia and from Japan and all sorts of stuff because they're like, no, yeah, this is this, this is, is some best. of the best that's out there. This, this yeah. is the best in the world right now. Yeah, it's, it's inspirational. So it is bizarre that there's not it's not on TV. But again, it's kind of beautiful that it's got it's, it's this thing that it, it's, it's kind of it's like an experience live. Yeah. So completely like, it's our own little um, like fight club and but first of all no one talk about fight club yeah. whereas the other thing is like first of all everyone talk about just British talk wrestling about it as much as you can please yeah. um, but again the beauty is because of the internet it doesn't you know you can have huge success as progress have as uh, as numerous have uh, without those TV deals anymore yeah. um, ha- how do you find the kind of social media side of it because again a lot of wrestlers are amazing at that and it becomes as much of a marketing tool as anything. Some let all the wrestling 
talk for them and some like like how you finding that balance of, of promoting yourself and using it is a strange world. one for me personally because the one thing i've always been told and like it was as soon as i got on to the independence mm. it was like watch what you put on there and like right. that's the one thing i'll say to everybody now even if you're training even if you're like the most up-and-coming wrestler right now just don't put anything on there that makes you just look like unprofessional or yeah. something like that because that's the one like I, I, if I really hold my hands up, I've done it. Yeah. Like, but it's now really I interesting because that's a, a great point because things can, can move so quickly that yeah. if you're, if you're looking to do that, you could have some exposure in, in however much time. So it's risky if you've yeah. been dicking about on social media or yeah. doing an, or putting anything in a The one thing that we should just always be is don't be negative online. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. If we're all happy, then like, why are we all like, being like negative and that's a tough thing in the wrestling world as well yeah. it, it was the oh. excitement of when jim approached me or we were talking about doing tuesday night jaw was he was like i only want to do it if we can be just positive about wrestling because in yeah. the podcast world in particular there's so many shows that as soon as it starts it's like here's what was wrong with raw this week or the main yeah. event oh, or the pay-per-view or whatever else and just attacking everything and twitter and social media as well so it's great to have people who are like no let's Let's talk about what was right about it, and let's be excited about the good things well, I'm rather still than a fan of it. Man. Moan like, constantly. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Like yeah. people always like slate Monday Night Raw. I'm just like I'm loving this. Yeah, this is yeah. brilliant. Like some, yeah, sometimes it like it, it messes up, but so what? Botchamania. It'll go on there. Yeah. We can all have a laugh It'll about be it. Hilarious. Once we again, we're giggle. always finding like the positives and the negatives, and that's like the beauty of like stuff like Botchamania. Yeah. But like I, I always just love like the idea of like I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know like AJ Styles was going to walk out in Monday no. Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Raw Rumble, Rumble, in fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, last week I was sitting with him, like, in McDonald's in the services, like, having some chicken nuggets. Amazing. And then all of a sudden, like, next Sunday, I'm like, what, what, the, what, what's this? <laughs> and, and, and I think the, the thing like that must have been a really motivational thing for a wrestler like yourself, because the reaction he got, I think, surprised everyone. The fact is, oh, yeah. the world know again, because of the internet, the world knows about things outside of the WWE. So it really shows, and the impact that Nakamura's instantly had in NXT and things oh, like that. Yeah. There's that thing of, right, you can you can come in. It, it doesn't have to be, I was top boy in progress and now I'm in WWE. And I'm, I'm right at the bottom of the run. Like you can build your name outside and come in yeah. strong. Well, that's know? even the beauty of it as well. Is like once upon a time, WWE was like the, the end all go when yeah. like, People were just like, oh, I just want to re- wrestle to make a living out of it. Yeah. And you don't need WWE like these days. Yeah. People don't need WWE. Like, there is New Japan. There is other options. There is Ring of Honor. There is TNA. Yeah. There is Lucha Underground. There is whatever you fancy. Like, there is something out there for everybody. And there is something to make a living. But you just have to put the time and effort in, for yeah. me personally. It was just... Yeah. But I think that's the other thing that's beautiful about the internet right now is that... There is so many guys these days that would never have got like... Well, here's one of my things. Like, I'm a massive fan of Carl Anderson yeah. and Luke Gallows, right? Yeah, yeah. As the, the the Bullet Club, as the tag yeah. team, right? But like, when Luke Gallows first came into WWE, he was like Festus, was right? Festus. Yeah, was he was Festus. And I don't think Carl... Kind of disabled. Ann- yeah. Kind of yeah, bizarre was, character. That yeah. was just so weird. Yeah, and I yeah. was just like, who would have thought that when that guy got fired from WWE, mm-hmm. that he'd become like a part of the biggest factions in like... In wrestling yeah. history, I'm not even going to say in Japan because at the end, it's it's multicultural. It's just yeah. transcended to the world. Yeah, and completely. like, who would have thought that that guy would now, like, two weeks ago, debuted on Raw and got like the biggest pop Huge ever with some reaction. guy like Carl Anderson who was just working PWGs and like on his like first lot. And it's yeah. just like, I think it's just like the incredible Cinderella story where like 
100%. The, these little internet darlings have like yeah. now just become like the biggest names on the show. Yeah. I love that. And again, it's that thing. It's, 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 it's where it's turning and it's, it's, it's forcing the turn through quality. It's not yeah. a case of any more of the people upstairs can say, here's, 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 here's what's going to work. He's not going to work. Yeah. It, the fact is now the crowd and, and the IWC have that, have that ability to, to shout loudly and go, no, yeah. no, no, this is the next big thing. This, this is guy what is what's going on. Listen this is, to our voices. Yeah. We will be heard. That's great. That's I love that. Well, fans. Uh, we're over the hour mark now. So I'll start to wrap up, but is there anyone that you are, are really rate or, or, or excited about in wrestling that maybe isn't there yet or that you think has got great potential? Or- I'm saying this now because I need this to go out to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Dunne. Right. Pete Dunne is going to be the next breakout star. I'm telling yeah. you, uh, if he's not in the Super Juniors next year, then I quit wrestling. Yeah. I, yeah. I literally, I'll put that out there for everybody. I think Amazing. Pete Dunne is the best all-round wrestler. That The presence that he brings as soon as he walks out of the, per- the curtain, I'm just a huge, huge fan yeah. of what Pete Dunne brings to the table. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. And and how was it um, at Progress? Because this will be coming out in a few weeks, but when we were at, what was it the weekend? Chapter twenty. Nine, nine. Um, how was it just being there, what, just, just to take in the fan. show? Because that was, was so that was a beautiful thing, and something that struck me. I spoke to Haskins about it as well. Was that was my third progress show, and the first two, I'd been blown away by you, Haskins, a Robinson, and one or two others. And the beautiful thing about this was none of the people that, that had really away, blown me around that one were on this card. But and it was amazing. Was, yeah. It was absolutely, it, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Because so, you've always got to look to your next guys. There, yeah. You've always got to look to your next guys. And yeah. uh, I, I definitely feel like, especially the announcement of the Natural Progression Series being an all-women's. Yeah. And what a, what a like, response. Yeah. That, I the didn't think that crowd was, was going to end. And that just shows how, like, progress don't need me. Yeah. No, I, mean, I love progress. I well, love it to bits, oh, but they don't need me. Oh, that was the, uh, the other thing. At chapter... At, at 25, there was a four-way women's match with with, with Pollyanna and Ginny. That for me was um, match of the night. It, it was amazing, and there was there was a, a when they did the 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 sequence where it was a submission was put on, and then it was another put, and then Stopped. basically and then another all, submission. All four were in a submission. It was yeah, like yeah. the most one of the most I've never seen that, and it it really got that right. As we're seeing all over the world now, that women's wrestling isn't just that. Oh, we'll put a few. Oh, women she's got on a nice bum. Yeah, like, exactly. do you know what I mean? Like, and even something at, for the dads. Even at the weekend, I think the biggest pop story-wise that was getting over was Elizabeth and Ginny and Elizabeth, and the, yeah. the, the 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 reaction there, the chemistry, the telling the, of the story. Even though they hardly had any ring time together, they yeah. built the story, and they knew they understood the psychology, the ring psychology, and the crowd psychology. Well, that's actually another thing getting I want over. to point out as well. Just uh, just a quick one as well. Yeah, Ginny has never had any training bar in progress. Yeah. She's literally, she's only been doing it like uh, under a year, yeah. not under two years or something yeah. along those lines. We had a conversation about it when we was in Ireland yeah. and she's literally one of the most phenomenal women athletes yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And like she's, she's the moves, the psychology, yeah. the character, everything. It's the fantastic. character she portrays is like fantastic. And so I just feel hateable. Like, Such a strong heel. Yeah. Such, so but it's a chick. Yeah. And like who would ever thought? Yeah. Who would ever thought that this chick would be one of is the biggest probably heels. the biggest heels? Yeah. Probably underneath Jimmy Havoc, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Probably like on the same level as Marty. Yeah. He, yeah. She's just so fantastic. Yeah. Like, I just can't point that out. And like, I, that's when, it, when Jim just said it, it was just like, to be fair, I could generally see in the next five or so chapters, the main event, will be Natural Progression Series 4 and yeah. it'll be the women's match. It'll be the, and the I, women's match. I think the, the progress crowd 
will absolutely be behind it. And I think yeah. it's just a beautiful thing that like about progress and about British wrestling in general is that we are supporting our guys because we know we're a very, very proud nation yeah. and we're very proud of like our talent. Yeah. And we yeah, want it completely. to be like, here's our guys, like yeah. take them because they're the best. And, and that's, that, that's the beautiful thing is you're seeing more and more, whether it be in the WWE or TNA or any of these big American companies, you're seeing more and more Brits and from guys, UK, yeah. Irish, U- Europe, everything, just just coming in and having those big, that huge support and those instant impacts and sh- yeah, yeah. showing how strong it is. And it's no longer this thing of uh, when we were growing up that it was American wrestling. It was literally American. Like, that was all there was. It was only yeah. American. And now well, if it's the British guy came thing. in, he'd be really posh and he'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. fish and chips. Yeah, and exactly. It'd be exactly. like that. It's just like, no, we've, we've changed a little bit. Like, yeah. we're not really like that. I think that died like maybe 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's gone now. Well, that's perfect. I'll wrap things up now. So thank you very much. But where can people keep up to date on everything? Uh, I'm on Twitter doing? at Will Ospreay, Instagram at Will Ospreay. Snapchat it's spelled O S P R E A Y. Yeah, it's E A Y. Loads. Of Japan spelled it wrong with Osplay. Right. And yeah. uh, TNA spelled it wrong with just the A and yeah, then just yeah. the E. No one knows how to spell my name. Yeah. It's O S P R E A Y. Yeah, that's perfect. Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same. It's at Will Ospreay. No space, no whatever. And it feels like there's going to be a hell of a lot to watch over the next. A year, a year or All two. All I'll just say is watch this space because I'm coming for the best of the Super Juniors. Perfect. Thank you very much, sir. You've been listening to Squibbish Pits Discretion and Peace. There we go. How lovely is that young man? Um, Absolutely adored that. I think he's a a lovely dude and an interesting dude and a fascinating dude. So, yeah, all the best for everything that's ahead ahead for Will. I guarantee he's going to be a big name in the WWE in in the very near future. He's, yeah, he's blowing minds at the moment. Huge things ahead. Let me tell you about next week's episode. I've got double guests. I've got David Earl and Joe, Joe Wilkinson. You might not know who they are, but you will know David Earl. Or you, you, if you don't, then you should know David Earl as Brian Gittins, which is one of my favourite comedy characters ever created. I'm going to give you some homework right now, in fact. I mentioned it in the interview, but my favourite thing on YouTube is Brian Gittins and Brett Goldstein, who we've had on the podcast, who, is, who was Super Bob and, 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 and one of the writers and directors of, of Super Bob. It's Brian Gittins and Brett Goldstein trying to record a rap song. And it's one of the funniest things ever. If you just enter YouTube, en- enter into YouTube, Brian Gittins rap, and you'll find it. I think it's called The Recording, but it's great. There's loads of Brian Gittins stuff on YouTube, though, and he's absolutely hilarious. He used to be in a partnership with Angelos Epithumu, Epith- 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 Angelos of Shooting Stars on that. Um, and he's great. He was also in in in, in Derrick, um, in, in Cemetery Junction, He's done a lot of stuff, um, and I'm a big fan of him. He supported me on my spoken word tour, in fact, a lot of you know. Um, a lot of you came out and caught that. A wonderful comedian, but he's just written a new TV series called Rovers, which is on Sky One soon, with Joe Joe Wilkinson, who has his regular slot on 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, um, who was Dan in Him and Her, and is generally a wonderful, hilarious individual. So it's a good chat. You're going to enjoy that one. It's episode 99. We're getting close to 100. Who's going to be the guest? <sighs> Maybe I'll just do the 100th 
one is just me chilling, just being like, what's up? How you doing? We've done a hundred. Yeah, no big deal. No thang. But yeah, that's next week. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please go and buy the merch and that from speechofelementrecords.com. Support the podcast. We've got podcast merch. We've got Scroobius Pip merch. We've got my Edinburgh Fringe show. We've got all sorts of stuff on there. Check it out. I will see you next week. Ta-ta.